The views and opinions expressed by the producers, hosts, and guests of Flash Black Radio do not necessarily represent the views and opinions of Flash Black or its parent company. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, beautiful people. This is www.flashblackradio.com. I am Da Vinci Parks, aka Lee Minute the Third, and with me today, I have a very, very special and good friend that I've known for quite some time, uh, who goes by the name of Dr. Charlene Brown. I call her Charlie Brown because I've known her for for some years now. I would say. And, uh, you know, now that she's a doctor and whatnot, I, you know, I told her when she was in school, I was like, you know, as soon as you like get this doctor thing under your belt, like I'm going to use you, I'm going to use you for the, for the show. And she thought I was joking, but nah, 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 we're, 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 we're going to go full steam ahead. So, uh, first of all, I want to introduce Dr. Charlie Brown. How are you? I'm fantastically. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, we are so formal when we get on. I see that. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad you're on the show. I appreciate it. Um, I'm super excited to have you on. And um, first and foremost, what I would like to do is I introduce you as a doctor and you're a legitimate doctor, but I would like for you to just very quickly say that what you're a doctor in and we can just jump right into this whole thing we got we about to do. My doctorate is in integral and transpersonal psychology. Transpersonal means connecting mind, body, spirit, and environment. And integral is integrating that. So that is integrating the whole person uh, through a psychological lens. Okay. So that, that was that was question one that you just knocked out real quick, real fast. You're gonna, wow, we're Bam! Gonna, we're going to burn through these questions faster than I thought. I'm about to slow down. <laughs> okay. So... Uh, I guess the second question I have, or technically the first one, because I didn't get to ask one yet, is um, how does this differ from what we collectively consider to be traditional psychology? And I'm using air quotes when I say traditional, but how does transpersonal psychology differ? Like, what's so traditional psychology focuses on two. I'm over. I'm overly simplifying this. Traditional psychology focuses on what's wrong with your head. Mm-hmm. That's also an air quotes. Mm-hmm. Transpersonal psychology looks at all of the experiences that you've had and how are those affecting the person that is standing in front of me right now mm-hmm. and the person that's standing right next to me. And it's, it's much more of a holistic view as opposed to the kind of the isolation of or the, the isolation and the pathologizing of what's going on in your head. And so transpersonal does take a whole person view. I use holistic with a W instead Mm -hmm. of an H Mm -hmm. because I think that with a W, it implies the wholeness of a person versus with an H, it implies holes in a person. Mm -hmm. Um, So transpersonal to me looks at holistic with a W with everything that is happening and then working towards solutions of a holistic nature, not just focusing on symptoms um, or specific experiences, understanding that all of these experiences have come to create the person that you are right now. Okay. Now to me, we, we, we've had a couple conversations about, you know, 
your 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 your, your profession. And um, yes. we, we actually uh, last time you you came to visit, uh, we had like a little bit of a mini session, mm-hmm. and just in that space or whatever. Because you know, again, I've known you for some time. I've known you since undergrad, since you were an undergrad. That's true. <laughs> so I've known you for some time now, and um, I had never seen you actually practicing that craft before. So mm-hmm. like you, you were doing something in the session that immediately put me at ease, and I was like, "Wow, this is super dope right here." And I, I like, I, I think this is cool, and I think this would be, you know, interesting to to delve into a bit more. So it was one of the other reasons why, well, one of the many reasons why I want to interview you for this, and. And, and and let people know about you and what you do. But what do you say to those people who might be a little bit skeptical, might sound, say that you sound a little bit like a hippie and like this doesn't sound like, you know, psychology that I know and I recognize or, you know, agree with or think is valid. What do you say to that? I think everyone, I think that's fear-based, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I respond to, the ways that I re- would respond to that I asked them if they're willing to try. Like you, you were also skeptical. And I said, are you willing to try this? Part of my magic is absolutely in person. Mm-hmm. Um, other people, you are not the only one who feels kind of calm and comforted in my presence. And that's part of my magic. That's a cultivated thing. That is something I've had to work at doing, work at becoming. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but it, it's also really simple. So what I have done, transpersonal as a field kind of sits in its own container in its own bubble. Mm -hmm. And so part of my mission is to bring that to a practical level. So I am an educator, first of all. Second of all, I'm a synthesizer of information. And so I collect things. I collect ideas. I collect collect people. Um, But I also collect these tools. I've created these tools and collected some of them as well. And they're really simple and very user-friendly. Mm -hmm. So often I invite people to do that. Before we started this session, we took three deep breaths together. So what that does is it, first of all, centers us individually. But if we're doing it together, if we're doing that as a collective, it also brings us. Yes, it brings us into resonance with one another. It brings us to a much safer space for both of us. Um, Truth is one of my gifts. And... People who are not telling themselves the truth, they don't know what it is about me, but they cannot be in the same room with me. I make them very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I have that similar effect. Yeah. So there are also <laughs> there are also kind of underlying energetic things that go along with this, and many people put a lot of faith in kind of what's considered traditional science, which is the observable world, except it's not, except we're now beginning to understand as a collective that there are things we can't observe per se, but we can find evidence of their existence. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes it's a really scientific route. And frankly, often those people aren't really in my path. Mm -hmm. Um, often, Often the people that are in my path are people who are interested and open to this sort of information. Mm -hmm. And it can, you know, just a simple thing is just the three deep breaths is is a real simple way to say, oh, this does have an effect. Mm-hmm. Because for most people, that has an immediate effect. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, I want to clarify a couple of things. One, uh, I was not skeptical of what you were doing. And I'll explain okay. to you. No, I'll explain to you why I wasn't skeptical. 
I wasn't skeptical of what you were doing because I'm not skeptical of you. I've known right. you for some time. And I respect your intelligence tremendously. Like, yes. you know, you know, I have a very like profound respect for you as a person. So uh, you are an old soul. And I've joked about this for many years that you're you're an old woman in a younger woman's body. And yes, uh, I so I've I've not been one to, you know, be skeptical of anything that you say you want to do. Now, what my thing was is I didn't know anything about transpersonal. I didn't know what that was. So for me, it's just like when I don't understand something, I might just look like, like, uh, with the, you know, I just have a particular look. It'll be the, 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 the male equivalent of RBF. Uh, it's just, I, yeah, I just, I just have a look about me that people tend to misinterpret sometimes. So no, I was not. <laughs> I, had not to, I had to figure out what RBF is. Yeah, yeah, you got and that. I was like, "What are you talking about? I don't yeah. know these acronyms." Yeah, yeah, okay, it's okay, I got but you acronyms. got it though. I saw you. I saw you. I saw you put two and two together and come up with five. <laughs> I saw it. I was watching it. It was awesome. Uh, so that was that was one, and then then two. Uh, you mentioned people being in your path. Now, the question I would say, or question I would have next, is honestly, how did you? find yourself on this path because again this is not the the commonly traveled road this is the road let's travel because honestly i don't think a lot of people are really into transpersonal right now i don't think this is a big thing so like one before i get to you know the other questions about transpersonal how did you personally discover it what what brought you what put you on the path for for what you're doing now I'm going to answer the question you didn't ask first. And that is, so my goal is to make people know about this. In 15 years, I want people to know what the heck transpersonal is. Well, the thing okay. is, if you wait for me to ask the question, like there's more to the question, but okay. That's fine. I, we'll I, get, like, to, we'll see, get to the more to and, the question. And, and that's why um, I appreciate your intelligence because you read, you knew what I was going to ask, but you know, I was, I, there's, a, there's, there's a time and place for things, but go ahead, please proceed. Yes. <laughs> so I got on this path. I cite my beginning as 11th grade. I went to a very academically rigorous middle school and high school. And we, by the time I got to high school, we were all really stressed out. Grades were a big emphasis um, for everyone. I also managed in sort of pre-transpersonal life, I managed the track and cross country teams and noticed that people got their best times in the ninth and 10th grade. And in the ninth and, tenth, ninth and tenth grade, we would watch the eleventh graders trying to get some homework done in the hallway because eleventh grade, eleventh grade is typically hardest for most high college. school students, yeah. right? So, but that's the pressure about that is really great, especially mm -hmm. when you go to an academic magnet high school. Mm -hmm. And so, people were super stressed out. And then when I got to eleventh grade, we understood it. it was so that they wouldn't have to take five textbooks home every night. If you can knock, you know, three of them out or two of them out, you have a little bit more time at home once you get there. But we were all stressed out. My classmates and I were all really stressed out. And so my mom actually introduced me to her Reiki people. Reiki is oh. like an energy massage. Yeah, I like we'll Reiki. Say. Yeah, Reiki's dope. Yes. Not for so everybody, my mom, Yeah. Yes. So my mom introduced me to that. I had never heard of that. And, mm. and that, I cite that as the beginning of really wanting to learn. I'm a, I'm a learner. I love information for its own sake mm -hmm. and I love learning information for its own sake. Uh, so once the door was open, 
I just started learning more and more and more about it. Uh, I am a Reiki practitioner. Practitioner, I use loosely. I am certified in Reiki. I've never actually been a practitioner for other people. Um, but you can't do so Reiki on yourself, can you? You can do Reiki on okay, yourself. Okay, interesting. Because like you know, you got all the chakras and all. Okay, all right. That's yes, lovely. it's just so it's it's chi. It's universal energy flowing through you. So it's mm-hmm. flowing through you to you. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also do distance healing. So I can do it on myself for you, and I get I get benefits as a byproduct, but it could still be directed towards you. Okay. So with with energy, energy does not is not necessarily local. It doesn't have. You don't have to be, we don't have to be right next to each other. Like this interview, we're across the country from each other. Right. Um, and if I were, I could, I could do Reiki on you right now and it would still be as effective as if I were standing next to you. I had not heard that before. So we'll have to have an offline conversation or perhaps we'll just, <laughs> well, I won't get too yeah. far off on Reiki. Let's, let's, let's get back onto the, yeah, but that, that's dope. I'm, I'm, I'm interested. We'll talk about yes. that. Yes. So that, so my mom telling me about her Reiki people who are still her Reiki people, just by the way, um, that opened the door for me. I lived, I'm from Philadelphia, so I went to high school in Philly, and then I was in D.C. for college. And D.C.'s... Hmm? Where? Oh, you're such a sucker. <laughs> <laughs> you're such a sucker, Lee. I, just, just I, went, to, I went to Howard University. <laughs> you know. I, I proceed. I apologize. You, up. you don't apologize. You are not sorry. Yeah, that, that was such a like a veiled like like that wasn't a real apology. That wasn't. No, nope, you are not, not sorry. Not at all. Not sorry at all. Not even a little bit. Nope. I'm um, sorry. Go ahead. But DC has a really good culture for this sort of thing. So I learned about chakras, and then I started teaching about chakras um, in various places. And what I have been doing as an educator, I've worked as a private tutor for a long time, and sometimes teacher. I've been incorporating these things into my education spaces. For instance, in an SAT prep class, so I'm I'm balanced brain. I can do both. In an SAT prep classes, we would start out with these three deep breaths. We would also do this visualization that I you know, I modeled it the first couple of days, and then I let the kids take over, and they did a really great job. But just about the fear, kind of about the mindset, um, but about. There's a lot of anxiety around tests like the SAT and other standardized tests. Mm -hmm. So helping to just work through some of that anxiety, to feel it, to say, you know, this is a real thing that you're feeling, and then take them through. I would take them through. um, So first of all, leaving their fear kind of outside of the door. Mm -hmm. Like you go into this test and you just be you and focus and then leave it. If you want to pick your fear up on the way out, you can, but leave it outside the door for the moment and then kind of walk, you know, quickly running them through the test saying, okay, you, you look, you're understanding the questions. You've seen questions like this before you're feeling prepared for it. And then we kind of fast forward to when they got their, their scores back and they, you know, they're excited because they did better than they thought. Mm-hmm. And so we would just do that every day, every mm-hmm. day at the beginning of the SAT prep class. And again, I had, had a kid who then compared the fear to a velociraptor, which of course made him run around and around and around the room. But uh, at that particular, with that particular class, I had hundred about a hundred students. Eighty-five percent of them found that effective. You couch it in teenage language, you call it something else because we're in a public school, but mm-hmm. that's exactly what it was. So that so understanding the connection of things more and more. So as I learned more and more, I understood how much everything is connected mm-hmm. and how thoughts, energy. Again, your thoughts are the energy that fuel the world that you experience. Mm-hmm. And so how you process that world. Yeah. Yes. So it's 
it's it also came to a greater and greater understanding of myself, myself, everyone's selves mm-hmm. being co-creators of the world that we do exist and process. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get we get what we think about, whether we want it or not. Mm. We get we will get a reflection of our beliefs about ourselves. So the world around you is a reflection of what you believe about yourself. Mm. If you believe that you are an amazing person for one thing, but not eight other things that will be reflected back at you. Mm -hmm. So people will praise you for the one thing, but despise you for the eight other things Mm -hmm. because that's how you feel about yourself. Mm -hmm. It's true in relationships. It's true in jobs. It's true at a very energetic level at a very like, um, non-local entropy level. Mm-hmm. Where you can, if two things have coexisted and then you separate them far apart and far apart, I mean like the universe apart, they will still have resonance with one another. Mm-hmm. So, so learning more and more and then understanding my piece in that, which I didn't really understand throughout much of my graduate school, mm-hmm. really in the last year and a half, it started to crystallize that my piece of this work because we all also want belonging in some form or another. And certainly I can, I can absolutely speak for myself that belonging has been a big issue in my life, mm-hmm. but finding my place to say that I, because I'm also a synthesizer of information, being able to translate to different levels of stakeholders, we'll call them in the business world. But that means I can talk to students. I can talk to parents. I can talk to teachers. I can talk to administrators in an education space. So taking that same skill of synthesizing information how my task becomes, how do I make the transpersonal practical? How do I bring this to a level? Because I do want, I do want other people to know about this. I think that it is a tremendous avenue to hold so much of the world that exists right now and offers real tools to do that with, to really process through some of these things. We learn Many people are socialized to avoid a lot of things, especially uncomfortable things. And so really going through them, I found to be much more effective for me anyway. But really bringing that, bringing the transpersonal from this high, lofty, very selective, exclusive level Mm -hmm. down into the every person so that people have tools. People have tools to get through difficult things. People know how to be present for themselves and their feelings, even when their feelings are really big. And right. really difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of that has kind of evolved from that point in 11th grade when my mom introduced me to her Reiki people to me understanding what my place is in the world and what my picture of the world is and how can I teach that to others. Um, and for a long time, it was very, very me focused and only in the last few years have I really deeply understood that this is about me sharing this gift with others. Okay. Uh, so I guess the, the follow up question to that would be because you, you, you jumped with my question, uh, what, um, are some of the immediate challenges, uh, in your eyes, uh, to helping people understand what transpersonal is and how it's important and relevant in their lives? Well, first of all, people have never heard of it. Mm -hmm. So it still sounds like an alien word. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I still... In almost everything, I still have to explain what it is. Mm -hmm. So that's a big barrier. People are often afraid of things they don't understand. Uh, They don't necessarily use the word afraid. They don't necessarily 
experience it as fear, but from my perspective, it's fear. Mm -hmm. It's um, you're doing something different. You're doing something that is uncomfortable and I'm not okay with that. Um, I would say is is a lot of it. It's also, I mean, some of it is coding the language. (laughs) Some of it is disguising the language into things that make more sense to people. That people readily relate to. Yes. So that it becomes relatable. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Okay. Um, It's a weird thought. I'm just going to ask it. In telling people about transpersonal, people like ask what transpersonal is. Has anybody made the weird connection saying, assuming that transpersonal has something to do with transsexual somehow? Because like yes. people see, hear trans and they automatically, their mind clicks. And that just, we've talked about this many times. This is the first time I actually thought like one of people get confused that way. So that's happened to you? Uh, yes, less than you would think, uh, based on how well, I just thought of popular, it. So I, yeah, <laughs> based on how popular a topic, um, people who are trans mm-hmm. is right now. Mm-hmm. It so it does happen less than I would think, but it does. It has happened a few times, and it's, uh, so trans as a prefix has a number of meanings. Mm-hmm. Um, in transpersonal, it's beyond and through. So instead of just the personal, transpersonal also comes out of the humanistic psychologies which are focused on the person Mm -hmm. um a little bit more a little bit less pathological a little bit more positive Mm -hmm. positive psychology is its own thing humanistic psychology is its own thing and they are slightly separate and um transpersonal comes out of the humanistic family of psychologies but in this case it means beyond and through so it's not just the person it is everything above the person, like bigger than the person, yeah, the universe, uh-huh. the earth, uh, the environment, as it were, bringing that, you know, down in successive levels, as well as through. So everything, you think about like DNA circling through your body, mm-hmm. everything through your body as well. So I, I find that just explaining that and not being a person who is trans myself, mm-hmm. not trying to explain that mm-hmm. for people, you know, when, when, so if a person is confused, I I only use the here's what transpersonal is route, not here's what people who are trans mm-hmm. are and feel about themselves route. Right. Um, the next question. Okay, so do you feel like this is kind of like, because I, I feel like as far as society is, if you look at society through a particular lens... There's been a lot of growth, a lot of it being forced, but there's been some significant growth in terms of how society accepts and and views and and converses about people and their pronouns and how they uh, perceive themselves, how they perceive others. And, you know, a lot of people are, you know, I just watched something on Netflix about explained and how people are not comfortable PC and all that stuff, but... PC conversation in its own way uh, sometimes causes people to address things that maybe they wouldn't address. So all that being said, you know, with people learning and, and, and dealing with things that, you know, a generation ago, just they didn't have to, they could just completely ignore. Do you feel like transpersonal psychology might be the new wave that people just haven't seen coming yet? Is it possible that this is like the next new thing that people are going to jump on? Or what are, you, what are your thoughts on that? Or is, do you think it's just going to more, be more of a niche thing? I hope that it's not a niche thing. I hope that 
whatever language they're using that whatever language they're using, I think it is going to be transpersonal, mm-hmm. whether they call it that or not, mm-hmm. where there is much more of a focus. Yes. On things we didn't have to deal with, but also things that are important, the holistic, the whole person being important. Um, people don't just go to a job they hate for 40 years and then retire their well, the rest of their well being is important to them. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, yes, transpersonal as a paradigm is going to be one of the things that houses this new world that is coming into creation. Um, and and things, big changes don't necessarily happen gently. No. Big changes sometimes it's, need it's, it's very that lightning strike. Yes, it is uncomfortable. And so transpersonal is also a place to learn how to deal with that discomfort. Transpersonal is also a paradigm. I call it a container Mm -hmm. to hold these uh, seemingly paradoxical things. Both and is a good example where for, so, okay, this is also considered kind of feminine ways of knowing Mm -hmm. just because what is valued in the world at the moment are what are considered masculine ways of knowing. Patriarchy. Yes. um, But so patriarchy, what patriarchy does is it centers men and all things men and male. Right. What matriarchy does isn't actually center. It's centering females, but it's usually sent often centering a mother or a mother figure, but it also allows for a much more egalitarian existence of people. Mm -hmm. Uh, Matriarchy is not, is not necessarily the opposite of what most people understand as patriarchy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Those they're actually very, different ways of being and matrifocal matrilineal like feminine ways of being are becoming more viable i would say they're becoming they're getting a wide enough birth that women can say but women are also saying i'm not crazy mm-hmm. women are saying like the ways that i understand information and the ways that i process the world are okay mm-hmm. and so that's coming to the fore as well so, yes, I do think that the paradigm of transpersonal, no matter what name it will be called, but I do think that that is a way forward that is useful. Mm-hmm. And even within that sphere, as you have with most things, um, there's a lot of appropriation. There's a lot of what's called spiritual bypassing, which is kind of a holier than thou experience of the world and my way is the rightest way. Oh when, yeah, we, we know all about that. That's a self-centered, yeah. We know all yes. about that. But also a not then not addressing our own part in the problem as being part of the problem. Okay. So what I would like to say is I, I feel like this is I mean because again we've uh, we've had conversations as I've said for like the the third or fourth time about transpersonal um, mainly because I just wanted to sound quasi-intelligent when I talk with you about this on, on the podcast, but also because I like to learn as well. That's I think we're kindred mm-hmm. spirits in that. I like to know just to know. Um, I think it the, the weird thing about it is when you told it to me and when you started like and I started when you started to break it down, I was like, okay, this makes absolute sense. And it's kind of one of those things that's almost like being a scientist and conducting an experiment where you focus on a test subject, but you don't take into account any of the things that, you know, environmentally affect the subject. You don't take like, 
it's it's location or it's temperature or any of those things that you would take if you put something in the petri dish. It's like you have to. It's not just that organism in the petri dish. There are other organisms that are around it. It's not right. in the, it's not in a vacuum. So it made sense to me. Like okay, and it's, I never really paid attention because I'm not I, I'm not schooled in that way of how singular it can be in the in the traditional sense of psychology. And and also the weird thing about it is. In my opinion, I'll say because I'm not I'm not where you are with it. But in my opinion, transpersonal also forces one to think in a more universal mindset in terms of how to come about answers and resolve and mitigate things. Unlike what you would see with a Sigmund Freud, who again I was watching Unexplained on Netflix, so this is kind of like in my head. I watched like four episodes because I like to know stuff, but it was Mm -hmm. talking about um, women. And climaxing, it was uh, yeah that that was just the particular one that came on, and it's like the men were the ones who were the forefront of the science on what it what it meant for women to climax, how they came about it, and what, how they could achieve it. And like that's not the way to go about it, you know you know what I mean? So it's it's it's, it's that's just kind of like the weirdness of it. It's like you have people who have these thoughts. And they're singular people, but there's not a wholeness to that at all. It's just, okay, this is what I think. And it goes back to what you were saying about this is how I feel about it, and this is the way I look at it, and therefore, this is what it is. And if people turn that attention like, okay, well, this guy or this woman knows what they're talking about, then that becomes a thing. Whereas this right here is like, take all of that into account. Look around you, you know, and yeah, I think there are a lot of things that people can kind of miss if they're not looking at it from a transpersonal lens. So I'm I'm very interested, honestly, to see where this journey takes us. But um I'm very interested to 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 do this journey with you through our flashback radio. Yes. Yes, indeed. Uh so yeah, I feel like we introduced you pretty well. Is there anything else you want to say to your 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 audience that you'll be uh checking in with from time to time? Um, this has been a great pleasure, a deep honor. Thank you. <laughs> For having me on this show, indeed. Uh, I want. I actually wanted to address what you just said mm-hmm. that we have to take into account, like with Freud, right? Mm-hmm. We have to take into account that that was also located situationally somewhere mm-hmm. in a time and at a or at a time and in a place where this was acceptable. But the whole the whole field of gynecology was taken with women slaves. Um, white male doctors uh, looked and exa- you know overly examined the genitalia of their black women slaves. And that, that's what the whole field of gynecology was based on. Mm-hmm. Um, what we know now is that the clitoris is this whole expansive Network. organ. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But that is, but that is exclusively for pleasure. Exactly. I'm it's not, I'm not of, jealous look, at all though. I, <laughs> I the only the, function I'm here to like provide a good time, baby. That's it. <laughs> Hello. I think it's in. I think it's in exchange for having to bear children. Um, okay, I, like what, uh, whatever justification you need to make for it. I'm just saying, like, yeah, it's like, like, I like, don't, I don't need any justification. Yeah, I'm for just it, saying. I'm not me. saying you in particular, um, but like, whatever. I'm just, I, I find it fascinating. So, yeah. So everything has a location, and so traditional science, traditional philosophy, traditional psychology, all of which started by usually a male uh, who pretended to know what he was talking about at a time and other people believed him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he may have known what he was talking about at the time. Based and upon then, what was known. 
Right. Because that's, that's so how science works. We're also, but science is also really slow mm-hmm. to say that this thing that we've been believing for all this time as our people, more mm-hmm. specifically, mm-hmm. this thing that we've been believing all this time is suddenly no longer true. So with hey, Pluto people, not being in a planet. Come on, people. No, no. Listen, I was overseas and that and me being overseas doesn't actually matter. But it was I was just removed from kind of the news immediately. That happened when I was overseas. And I, I just know. And you know how many oceans we have? We have four. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all one so body of water to me. I'm sorry. It is. But why delineate a fifth one then all of a sudden? No, I'm good. We have four oceans and Pluto is a planet. Is this, no matter is this what the, anybody is this says, the Northern Ocean and the, Ar- the Arctic Ocean, because I know it's the Indian Pacific, Atlantic, Northern, and Arctic. Which one became the fifth? No, there's a Southern Ocean. I don't know what the Northern is. It is was Arctic. It was Atlantic, Pacific, Indian, and Arctic. Oh, and it's, then no, now it's, they took, it's Southern Ocean. I it thought it was Southern Northern Ocean. Ocean. Okay. Does it matter? No. The, the word the world is probably it's, upside it's, down anyway. It's all water, and it's all right. connected. It's just some of it's colder than others. But anyway, I right. digress. So. So, but all of those things are located. So, what is also a very male point of view is that is even the singular objectivity of what is called science, of mm-hmm. what is called philosophy or psychology. We can observe this thing and understand it. Yes, except there are feeling states that go with it that you've completely ignored because you didn't find them valid at whatever time and place. Mm-hmm. Um, so that being located as an idea that there's no way you can't be located because you exist. Mm -hmm. So having location is a huge part of opening to understanding and people are terrified of that at the personal level. If you tell me that what I've been believing is all of a sudden wrong, that's how I've shaped my identity. That's how I've shaped my worldview. And so what people take in is that then my whole world must be wrong instead of what I think is a healthier perspective is that I was doing the best with the information I had at the time, also time and place bound, you know, also location bound as it were. And so what people, but asking people to change their worldview is a huge ask. And most people are terrified of it. Okay. So part of it is, is getting people to be comfortable with discomfort and coming to a place of understanding that, you have more information now. And so you can make different decisions about your experience than with the information you started out with whenever you're, you know, whatever point you, you list as being aware of that or becoming aware of that thing, it has changed. And so it has changed. And so you can change. And that's terrifying for most people, like absolutely terrifying. Yeah. Change in and of itself is, is scary to many people. Um, it is, but it's very constant. Oh yeah, the only constant thing is change, you know. It's change. So, um, with that being said, I super appreciate you taking the time out to uh, sit down and and do this little podcast. I look forward to doing many, many more podcasts with you in the future. Um, is there any place that people can follow you online? Uh, any place that people can reach out to you? Let let us know how how people can find you. Yes, two places. Uh, my website is drcharliebrown.com. Charlie with just an I and brown like the color. And then on Facebook, Dr. Charlie Brown, spelled the same way. Uh, so it's Facebook slash Dr. Charlie Brown. Awesome. Awesome. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is our podcast. Again, this is www.flashblackradio.com. Culture Shock. This is 
DaVinci Parks, a.k.a. Lee Bennett III. I thank you so much for your listenership. Of course, tell a friend to tell a friend. Find us on all the social media out there. Twitter, Flashback News and Flashback Radio. Instagram, Flashback Radio. Check us out on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, all the lovely places you listen to your podcast. And uh, of course, you can find us on Facebook as well, on both the Facebook page and the Facebook group. And of course, FlashbackRadio.com. So thank you for your time, your energy. Please continue to share. Be blessed. Be well. Stay blessed. Stay woke. One.